Blog Talk Radio.
we're going to also see what God has put in my heart to share with us on tonight concerning legacy. Like I said, I did get the uh, text from her saying that she wanted, her and uh, Minister Ron wanted to talk about legacy. So we're going to just um, go into the word. Uh, the, like I said, the scripture I came up with was Proverbs 22 and 1 about a good name. So let's yeah. Yeah. Uh, get into the word. Let's get into um, Mother Tony and Elder Ron with teaching us. So please get your Bibles, books, pens, and papers, <laughs> and just get uh, get ready. If you're not speaking, please put your phones on mute because I don't want to miss anything. And I know if I don't want to miss anything, nobody else wants to miss it because this is a digital service. It picks up every sound, every little thing. If you're looking at this on Facebook Live, while you're listening to the service as well as looking at the service through Facebook, please type in your comments, and I will read them out and tell the man and woman of God what you're saying because we want you to understand that this is about family, tonight's service, and it's about our legacy. And I just want you to know that this is the legacy we have. We were raised up in the church, and we're continuing on with the legacy of telling somebody and everybody about a man named Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on in the service. Hello, um, Missionary Montgomery and Elder Montgomery. Are you on the line? Good evening. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Well, good evening. So glad to be here. And uh, we are just so honored that you would uh, invite us again this month to speak. <laughs> and so we are excited about what the Lord has given us and what uh, he is going to do through us tonight. So, Amen. Ron, you going to if we all bow our heads, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, O Lord, to thank you. Thank you with bowed heads, humbled hearts. As we approach your throne of undeserved kindness, Lord, to ask that you dwell amongst us tonight. Oh Lord, and that you lead this service and just make Tony and myself only vessels of your words, Lord. We pray that you just uh, touch us with inspiration. Fill us with the Holy Ghost and let us pour out what you fill us with to the congregation who's assembled the idea of your words. Yes, sir. Lord, we ask and we give thanks in these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to talk about legacy tonight. And uh, we were reflecting uh, about legacy in the sense that we've lost, a, 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 well, not lost, another family member has tra- has um, made his transition, uh, Cynthia's uh, husband, and it was uh, told us about it last Monday uh, when Margo was uh, uh, speaking, and it, it made us stop and think. We had an opportunity to celebrate our 48th anniversary this weekend, and and we just started to uh, started a conversation about legacy and our responsibilities and and what it takes uh, for us to continue the life that God has given us and 
So this is what the Lord put on our heart to discuss tonight. It's going to, we're going to talk about legacy. Now, we did some investigation of the scripture. We consulted Bill Hill, who's uh, known for legacy. And, of course, we consulted Tony Evans, our pastor, as we started to look in this idea about biblical legacy. And so uh, we just want to, to, to start there. And uh, uh, what to pass on? When we start talking about biblical legacy, what is it that God desires for us to pass on? Legacy focuses on what will endure. It's about passing on things of lasting value to those who will live after us. Legacy involves living intentionally and aiming to build into the next generation so they will have success as they live a life for Christ. Instead of having nothing to say about the subject, the Bible really informs us about this idea of legacy, and and it speaks to what is most significant to pass on to future generations and how should we go about it. So, thanks. We're going to talk a little about that. We're going to look at about 10 verses tonight, 10 different scriptures that shape our understanding of the of biblical literacy. I mean, I'm sorry, literacy. You can tell what I've been doing all day, right? I've talked about literacy, but legacy. So, um, I, and, I, and I want to make a note. To those who are listening tonight, that biblical legacy is not just for people with children. It is for, for saints and people who don't even have kids, who might not even be married, but they have a responsibility to pass that legacy on. So we're going to start uh, with what does God say? What has God done about legacy? Ron, you're going to uh, read that first scripture for me, Psalm 78 and 4. Psalm 78 and 4 says, We will not hide them from our children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. So when I think about this particular scripture, it makes me think about legacy of worship. I hear it when Troy speaks and Antoine, when my son James, as he plays the the drums and, and works in his band. I, I hear that that legacy of worship in my, my niece Cynthia Pandora as she she sings the phrase, uh, the the praises of the Lord, and so many others. I I just mentioned them because as I sat down, it made me really think about. And y'all know what I thought I thought about. I thought about the testimony service is a great example of how the saints would share the glorious deeds of the Lord. Y'all remember them them, them testimony yeah. service? Yeah. yeah, and uh, that Friday night service or Sunday morning. And uh, we could, we would be there. And uh, or when somebody, y'all remember when somebody was ill and needed to to be prayed for, the saints would come together and they would entreat God, entreat God 
And and go before their Lord. They would fast and pray. They were about worship. They were about worshiping God. I know when we think of worship, we're only thinking of singing, but it's more than that. And uh, God was on display in every aspect of the life of the saints. It was like they were cooking, they were worshiping. If they were washing, they were worshiping. If they were shopping, they were worshiping. It was a lifestyle. It was a worship. Now, when it looks like Satan has won, the saints would rehearse all of the victorious things that God had done in their lives. And it made me think about that song. I can hear him singing. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what the Lord has done. And they would sing and praise God. So I want to ask you a question. I want you to think, and and uh, Minister Renee, um, uh, I'm sorry, Sylvia has already said, take out your paper and pencil. So I want you to write down what victories can you testify about our great God? What victories can you write down about God has already done in your family, in your life, because those are part of, I'm going to say, your first stone of remembrances. We're going to talk about that a little later. But it's the the stone of worship. You're going to pass that on to, it could be children, it could be a neighbor, it could be... Uh, somebody in the church. It, it didn't have to be anybody even in the church. I can remember when Mother passed away and we were there in Arkansas, and um, this man came up to me. He was he looked like somebody from ZZ Top with all that long white beard and and that. And he just had tears and he says, "You said you Mother Seabury's daughter." I said, "Yes, sir." Now y'all have to know there wasn't no black folks there but us, right? Okay. And, uh, but mother had passed away. And he said, your mama loved me. She would take time to pray for me. Nobody else did that. She would pray for me. There, there, was no, there was no doubt in my mind that she loved me. And she let me know that God loved me too. She left that as a part of her testimony. Her victory in Jesus. And so I want you to think about it or those that are on Facebook. What victory? What 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 victory do you have that you can pass on to someone else? Because the legacy is about what you're pouring into somebody else's life. You know, uh, we're going to go on and we're going to talk about a legacy of prayer. Joshua four twenty one and twenty two. Right. And he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers. In times to come, what do these stones mean? And you shall tell your children now. No, Israel passed over this Jordan on dry land. Mm. So I know y'all already know the story about the children of Israel passing over on dry land, and that um, Moses then God commanded those each of the children of Israel for their for them to 
to take a stone over so they could then remember coming, uh, leaving out of bondage. And so I really want you to think about this idea that that God has provided for us a way of escape. Sometimes, y'all, it's just coming. Getting here tonight was a struggle because Satan is always trying to discourage the word of God to go forth. And, you know, if we look at our lives and what we're going through, by that alone, you know, we could say, well, we're not perfect. And we are not perfect. But God is. He has covered us with his righteousness. And that's what he did for the children of Israel. Well, that's what he's doing for us as a family. That's what we get to give to someone else. That we can tell them about how when life gets hard, we prayed and God delivered us. And we believe that for our children. And so uh, what are the stones of memory? What are the stones of memorial that your family can point to when you encourage your children and their children to know God, your God, your the God of our mothers and fathers? Y'all think about that, that, that our life experiences have been important to us. Uh, in the sense that we can go back over our life and remind of our, our children how Ron joined the Air Force and then uh, and then took us to California, y'all. Uh, so there was no family out there. We were on there on our own. And while we were out there, God really really made himself real to me, and, and I accepted Christ in my life. For myself, I wasn't around family, not mom. I had to do it for myself. And then God helped us as we had two children who were preemies, and they needed lots of medical attention. And God yet blessed them. They all grown and old. The doctors said that they weren't going to live, but they have lived in spite of what the doctors say. In spite, and so. It, and then our journey here to Texas. When I tell you that that is that that was uh, uh, God was present in every step. He was he was here. That's just getting here. Me, we, uh, Ron was getting uh, uh, let go from the Air Force, and we needed a place to live. And I'm gonna be honest. I decided that uh, living in, in Chicago was not gonna be my uh, my goal in life. So You're in I, California too long. <laughs> and I love California. But I love not being cold in the winter. And so God opened up a door for us to move here to Texas. And we came just believing on faith that God was going to provide every need according to his riches and glory. Right. And I'm gonna tell y'all Mama would I would say Mama uh I came here thinking that they had offered me a job, and y'all, all they offered me was an interview. And when we finished, I asked the lady, the interview, I said, well, when do I start? She said, well, we're not giving you a job. We're just giving you an interview. I said, I moved my whole family here. Oh, wait a minute. And I came home, and I'll never forget getting down in the floor. We were staying with some friends, and I laid on that floor, and I said, God, you would not bring me this far to God help us And my mother said Girl get up Wipe your face and act like God Has answered your prayer 
Amen. That's what I did. <laughs> and so the legacy of faith is something that we have handed our children. We showed them by precept and example what it looked like to believe in what you cannot see, but trusting in a God. And so uh, in Psalms uh, 1, before we leave the songs, can I talk about that for a minute? Well, please, darling, yes. <clears throat> we talked about the uh, stones uh-huh. that were mentioned in Joshua, the memorial stones, in order to remember the occurrence of the crossing over dry land through the River Jordan. Mm-hmm. And the stones were artifacts of this. In other words, they weren't the actual crossing of the Jordan. Hmm. Well, there were stones taken from around the Jordan that they carried with them, and when they looked at them, they remembered the miracle that God performed. Yeah. And these were the artifacts of the legacy that God had left them through. Yes. Now, we live in a bit more of a modern age because, as you know, they had stones, just like the, the tablets that the Ten Commandments were written on by the finger of God. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have other things that we have as memorial stones, if you will. Okay. We have family and children uh, photos. Mm -hmm. And if you would, you can probably think of some things that are memorials to the goodness and the graciousness of God, the gifts of God. Um, When you go to a family reunion, you always get a T-shirt, although you you never wear it probably. Except at the reunion, or you may wear it some other time. You wear yours. Me too. But when you look at it, and you wear it because when you look at it, it represents a time that was memorialized by the physical uh, substance of the shirt itself. And we have a lot of other things too that uh, the great thing about them, these things are. are uh, memorialized not only by the person who was being memorialized, mm-hmm. but also by the family members who are being memorialized, the family members of the person who's being memorialized, um, the clergy, the church, yes. and also the government. Because, you know, God has been a government. Yes, he did. And some of those things are birth certificates. And as you know, after you get your birth certificate, a child is born, he's Christian in the church. Exposition of him coming here, he coming into this world, being gifted to us by God. Remember your diplomas that you get? They're issued by the state. And you have your uh, what are the services called for uh, for graduation? The church services. Um, oh. We used to have them here in Garland. <laughs> As a tradition that we started when uh, when our kids Keep were in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was oh I can't I can't think of it my brain. But again, you know, family, church, state, and government. Mm-hmm. Uh, marriage certificate. These are memorial stones, memorialized by the self, the state. 
and uh, and everybody must have a family Bible, <laughs> and which is, which is a memorial stone, and you write the names of all beginning with the who gave you the Bible, who it was given to, and all the relatives are listed in it as much as you possibly can. So memorial stones, the artifacts of memorial stones are very, very important. And we want to make sure that we keep those things. We want to make sure that when you have an event in your life, and every event you have in your life is an event gifted to you by God, that you make sure that you keep some type of memorial stone of that event. It's called baccalaureate. The baccalaureate. Thank you. So, uh, so thank you, Ron, for helping us to start to really think about what is a memorial stone that we have, that we collect, that's a part of our lives today, that are not a rock or stone, but it still helps us. So when we start to think about uh, the precepts and examples that Ron just shared with us, we go to Psalms 145 and 4. And how does that read, Ron? One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And so when I think about this particular scripture and in relationship to legacy, it makes me really think about relationship. So this would be a stone of relationship. To really, uh, to really talk about a relationship with God. Just not, just not relationships alone and family. But this scripture is the bedrock of our family. Our parents were intentional. I, I tell folks when I was young that I was on drugs. I was drugged to church every Sunday all day long. I was drugged Tuesday night. I was drugged on Wednesday night. I was drugged on Thursday night. I was drugged on Friday night and drugged on Saturday when we was rehearsing and then singing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes, we were. <laughs> this is not the kind of drug, not the kind of drug the kids are exposed to today. We emulate, we try to emulate what our parents did for us as we were children, and so it was it was so important uh, that that we we wanted our children to know and have a relationship with Christ which we felt as the greatest goal in life, is to know God. And if you know Jesus Christ and him crucified, then you are saved. You are saved. And how important is that that we have salvation today? And so when we go to Psalms 22 and 6, it says, bring up a child in the way that they will go. Proverbs, I'm sorry, 22 and 6 in the way that they will go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. So how important it is, uh, in the Christian Standard Bible, uh, Pastor Evans' Bible, it says, start at youth, out on his his way, and even when he grows old, he will not depart from it. Now, y'all, I stand on that scripture. We took our children to church. We we had them involved in, in the in the different ministries. Ron was in media 
and and the kids were on camera and they learned how to uh, to get the word of God out through media. I was in worship. I directed the choir. I sang in the worship. Ron and I have worked in in the the marriage ministries. We have showed our children what it looks like to be part of a ministry. So I would ask you, what part of your ministry are your children seeing in what you do? So Ephesians 6 and 4 gives us another way that the Bible really speaks to the fathers. And what does that say, Ron? I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, and it says, Fathers, do not provoke. Do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And so basically, what they're saying is, uh, fathers, do not frustrate your children with no-win scenarios. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. So basically, what we're trying to say here is continue in instruction. Make every situation with them an instructive situation. I uh, just gave a speech at my Toastmasters Club this past weekend, and I was talking about the times that I uh, drive. And I talked about my uh, my daughter from school. She was a freshman at uh, Texas Tech University. A four-day weekend, a friend was going to give her a ride back, but she had left a few days early going home. So back home, right to to home. So I drove all night, like uh, all night long, and picked her up next morning. And she was going to drive back. Now Sydney had a driver's license that wasn't quite a year old. She waited late to get a driver's license. She didn't have to have one because she had us driving for her. <laughs> but when my brother moved away, she didn't have it anymore. So. She uh, got a driver's license a little late, so she was uh, had a, uh, she hadn't had that much road experience, but I had put her on the road for a few short periods of time, and um, she was very confident in her skills. She was a pretty good driver. Well, to show what kind of teacher I am, I hadn't given her the instruction that, okay, I'm going to drive there all night long to get there, and you have to drive us back, so I'm probably... You know, going to take me a little nap, and you, um, and you're going to have to drive back. Well, not only did I take a nap while she was driving back, but she took a little nap too while she was driving. And I mean, I woke up to the to gravel pounding in the wheel wells and grass uh, uh, pummeling off the front bumper and whatnot. And I turned and looked at her, and she woke up to the same noise at the same time. But now, like I said, she knew what she was doing because she just took her foot off the gas, got the car to her work shoulder, and uh, brought it to a safe stop. Now then, here's the interesting thing about what I'm, this is the point I'm trying to get to, but don't exasperate your children. At that moment, the devil creeped up into my brain. And I had learned from my Christian teaching that don't let him express you, okay? Let him come up there and get rid of you. 
and then wait for the Holy Spirit to kick in. Okay? So I was, you know, in, in that brief moment, I was like, give me, I was going to say, give me that wheel. Get out from under that driver's seat. And I was going to take over, even though I hadn't gotten to sleep all night either. <laughs> and um, it caught, it, and the Spirit spoke to me, and it said to me, hey, uh, I bet she's awake now. So she might as well drive all the way home. And that's exactly what we did. So at that moment, I didn't take the opportunity away from her to correct her situation. She was ready to correct it. She wanted to correct it. She was willing to correct it. And the last thing she needed was criticism because she had gotten criticism from that gravel pounder in the wheel wells and that tall grass pumping on the bumper. And I was being saved by the fact that she brought it to her face up. And she did. She drove that car all the way home without blinking once. And I know. Because I didn't blink once. I watched it a whole time. But that's an example of how you have to just listen to the Spirit and look at the situation. And I'm pretty sure you've seen other situations in your life where if you wait for the it was that you need so that's uh, such a a good example, Ron, of uh, being able to uh, correct your child in a way that is going to really make them upset, but training in an instructional way, so they have the discipline that they need to continue to you know be positive. So I. Thank you for sharing that. I, I just mm-hmm. always uh, <laughs> know that when Ron's on the road with his children, there's something going to happen. No, I'm just, I know. We're going to a little bit. But the Bible tells us this idea of legacies is so important in uh, Proverbs 13 and 22. It says that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But wealth is laid up for the righteous. So there is something to be said about a legacy of a dedicated life. And so uh, to have a a guiding truth, we're going to look at Deuteronomy 6, 5, and 7. And, Ronald, how does that read? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Teach them diligently to your children and shall talk to them when you sit in the house and when you the way and when you lie down and when you die. Yeah. That reminds me so many times when we car kids and how we're driving down the road and we would discuss what they how their day we would rehearse their Bible uh, verses because they were a uh, part of Awana at our church and they were always competing and, and when they were it was a part of our lifestyle and it's important that we put that in there so when old they will not depart and we're banking on that because our children I can't talk to anybody else's I'll talk about our children. Don't always make the best decision. And and they seem it seems like Satan is trying to 
to sift them in sand, to pull them off. And we just are constantly on our knees praying for our children, praying that God will uh, will 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 lead them and guide them, and they will hear the voice of the Lord and 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 hear that voice and respond to it. Uh, Psalms uh, 49, uh, Psalms 4 and 9 says that uh, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and this is when Paul is teaching the church, practice these things and God of peace will be with you. And we have tried to do that with our children, to show them what it looks like. This is what we get to do. Even if we don't have kids, we get to invest into other people's lives, into others. And so that's so important. Second Timothy 2 and 2 says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so this is when, you know, Paul is giving instructions to, to Timothy about the deacon's life and the deaconess life and how important it is that, that we teach, but that you hear it in in the in the presence of other witnesses. So it's not something that we do just at our house. We do it in the church. We do it in the community. We are found to be faithful in those different places. And that is so important that people will know that we represent Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so these scriptures don't just apply to married couples. Y'all, I'm going to say this again but to others who work in the ministry and who you might mentor. You know, uh, 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 Renee talks about the, the bikers that she works with, that, I mean, that she rides with, and how important her life is being to, to pour into their lives. And so that is so, so important. So it is important that we know that legacy requires us to serve. So uh, an opportunity to serve and bless others, so our other stone, one more stone of, of legacy is service. And that is found in John 15 and 16. You want to read that one for us, son? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you go and bear and that you should abide. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, he give it to you. So God wants us to actually go out and bear fruit. And so you know, John 15 is my favorite scriptures, and and really it says that we have to abide. We have to abide. And as we abide with the Father, he gives us power, and he gives us the ability to actually serve, to provide. I think about this as the, uh, the that we work with, and and. And we've worked in the marriage industry many years. I to think about how many couples that maybe we have touched and served. And y'all, I cannot come up with that. Because how many families have been saved, we don't know. Something that tell us. But it's important that our fruit, that we don't have fruit. So it's something about fruit. Fruit is, is eaten. It, you have to eat from it. So you have to really think of somebody eat from the are doing support. And we show that to our children. So serving is so important. And then in uh, 1 Peter 4 and 10, 
it says that each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in your various forms. So how important is it that we really serve others? And as we serve others, our mentors, those that we have poured into, those that God has sent our way, because we didn't choose ourselves to do this walk, y'all. Sometimes right. it's not easy. Sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes the very thing that you thought God would bless you with, you don't get blessed with. You get to see others receive that blessing. But you still have to do the work that he's called you to do. And so we have to be found faithful. So a mem- a stone of service is what we get to pass on, not just to our children, but to others of those that we get to serve. And then our last stone that we're going to talk about, I mean, our last um, stone we're going to talk about is stones of blessing and generational blessings, I'm sorry. And how does that, what scripture do we have for that, Ron? Exodus 20, verses 5 and 6, you shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. And, oh, my, I want y'all to think about all that God has blessed us with. And when I thought, when I read through this scripture, it made me think about our family reunion as a tradition that was requested by our grandmother, Molly Seabury. She desired that her children get together to celebrate family. She said she was tired of going to funerals, and that's the only time she saw her family gather together. She wanted us to get together and celebrate family, celebrate the Lord, celebrate each other. And so we would we would honor we honor her request because this request has a a lot of uh, staying power because we are in our sixty first year of celebrating our family, our family reunion. When I tell people that they get what? <laughs> And so it's it's a it's a, it is a stone of remembrance that we get to actually celebrate generational blessings. My mother would pray to the hundredth generation, to the thousand generation, this family will be saved. And she said, and before I take it back, I'll add to it. I'll add more to it. I'll add more to it. Saints, we live in a time that legacy is so important. The things that Ron talked about, the pictures, and, and, and with each scripture, God has given us a way to look at legacy. He wants us to be proud of what he's given us. He's given us a legacy of worship. He's given us a legacy of prayer, a legacy of faith, a legacy of relationships, a legacy of dedication, a legacy of service, and a legacy of generational blessings. So this is what God has given us as we think about legacy. It is in your hands, Minister Sylvia. Amen. I thank God for 
blessing on tonight because as I was sitting here listening and I was thinking about the legacy I'm leaving for my son, I remember um, he was about four years old, and I, I had got a little overwhelmed. Now, he's 25 now. I had got a little overwhelmed. And I remember uh, we would, we nicknamed him M.O.G., for man of God. And I remember he was playing football, and all the other kids was making fun of him because his name was the man of God. But God started blessing him where every place he'd go, he was just being acknowledged and blessed in the plays he would make on the field at four years old. It was peewee football, but he was good. And I was at right. home, and I was a little overwhelmed, and I remember he walked in the room, and he said, Mama, have God ever let us down? He said, Mama, have God, haven't God always showed up for us? And he just told me to raise my hand. And he laid his hands on my head and said, Come out of there, spirit of defeat. He said, My mama will not forget. God has always been there for us. And I began to weep, and I said, God, you had a four-year-old baby, pray for me and tell me, don't give up. I, I, you know, you talked about the stones that we're bringing over into this new land. I, I, my, stone, my stone is belief, faith, and steadfast because that's yeah. what my son had caused me to remember when he was just four years old because he would always hear me say, baby, I don't care what it looked like, but what did God say? I don't care what it sound like, but what would God say? And this four-year-old kid could have been sitting over in the corner playing on his game or looking at TV, but he decided to come pray for his mom. Mm. So when people think about their legacy, right, your kids, uh, they do what you say. Like you said, Ron, Sydney was doing what you did. Mm. Your kids do what they see. They say what you say. They act the way you act. And I tell people all the time, if you want to know how you act and how other people see you, watch your children. Come on. Mm. Watch your children. They ain't going to let you down. That's right. They ain't going to let you down. That's it. You know, and, and, and another thing I've learned that when you want, you wonder why a kid acts a certain way because of a bloodline. Legacy not always a bloodline, but a bloodline is strong. You, what you try yeah. to keep your kids away from to the edge of educating them about it, that's what they turn to, fall into, and most likely turn out to be. Oh, man. Watch, mm-hmm. watch the legacy that you put before them. Watch the legacy yeah. that you live before them because that's what's going to yeah. last. Yeah. And even yeah. now, no matter what happens, I remember my son said to me a couple of months ago, I, he wanted this job and he didn't get it. I said, well, baby. Uh, you know what happened? He said, yeah, Mama, I got to get back to God. I got to get back in my prayer life. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is what is the legacy that we're leaving our children? You know, I, I, I thought about it at my, at my job. I told them I'm getting ready to retire. And they was like, well, what you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to go get my favorite, my dream job. And everybody said, what's your dream job? And I put my hands on my hips as I stood up and I said, hello, welcome to Walmart. How may I help you? And everybody, everybody started laughing. But I said it as a joke. And I said, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into ministry 100%. Because 
I trust God. I trust God because he brought me to it. I asked God for something. He made it happen. Things is happening. I said, so I'm going to retire quicker than I thought or you all thought. I said, but when it happens, I'm going to ministry 100%. And people kind of look, been looking at me strange, and I was like, no, you got to understand. This ain't something that just happened. Like Tony said, I'm sorry, uh, Missionary Montgomery said, we, we've been drug addicts for a long time. We were <laughs> Come on. Church. Come on. It was a habit we couldn't kick. It was a habit no. we couldn't get free of. I don't care how no. we tried to walk away, but because they were, we was raised up in the way that we should go, we, we can't yeah. depart from it because it no. works for our parents. So we know that it, it has to work for our, for our children. We're, we're yeah. not leaving... We're not leaving behind a people that's going to be stiff-necked. We're leaving, our, we're leaving mm-hmm. about behind a legacy that says, but God. But God. But God. I stand on it. I live on it. I breathe it. I soak it. I wear it. I, be, I got to take it everywhere I go. His word. I thank God for his legacy of his word. Because that's what's yeah. been left in at the beginning and the end of the day, no matter what happens. His word. His, his word keeps us. Because well, when they that. came over Boy. on dry land, what did they come mm-hmm. over and they got? The, the first gift God gave them was freedom. But the, the, yeah. the, the main gift he gave them was his word. Mm. Mm-hmm. His word. Amen. His word brought yeah. them about. His word yeah. kept us. Oh, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your legacy. Yeah, I thank yeah. you that you had a grandmother that said, uh-uh. God is love. I love my family, and I'm tired of only seeing them when they stretched out ready to go back come to on. where they come from. I thank God for my legacy. I yeah. thank God for the word on tonight. Uh, the lines yeah. on, on blog talk is open. If anyone on Facebook want to write something in, go ahead. If not, we'll see it on the replay. But on Blog Talk, if you have anything to say, the lines are open. Well, praise God, praise God, praise God. <laughs> the Montgomery's and done it again. What can I say? <laughs> Except for I thank God for my legacy. Yeah. Hallelujah. I thank God. Yeah. God for my legacy. Yeah. That's a bold statement. That's a yeah. blessed status. Come on. <laughs> We're blessed. We're blessed. I thank God for my legacy. Yeah. Pray for me, Sam. Thank you, Minister Margo. Thank you so much. Yes, the Montgomery's have done it again. Is there anyone else who would like to speak at this time? Mm, yes, uh, Minister Sylvia, good evening. Good evening to all of the ministers. I have to uh, give Margo a second because the Montgomery's have done it again. Once once again, this is, is packed full of good information, especially legacy. That's something we or I had not even thought about. But um, And also, too, saints. The, the previous generation 
of women always praised. They praised, they gave praise in everything. On the street, in private, in church, this is a way of life, which is something that we don't realize. It's not just a religion. It's a way of life. And it's living by God's word. And they did this. When you you guys were drugged to church, they were instilling in you how it's supposed to be. Because if you don't have God on your mind, you got trouble on your mind. You got something else going on. That's not going to lengthen your life, and it's not going to bring you closer to God. So that in itself was a legacy, and uh, I I kind of eased into that through the Seabury family and from Mother Orie. (laughs) I was I saw firsthand the drugging. (laughs) Oh Lord, and I I I got a I got a high from from just being around them. (laughs) So. That in itself is a legacy and a blessing. But, you know, when I thought about my, what legacy, do I have legacies? But, yeah, I do, because as a child, I was always motivated to go to church. See, God had touched me then, and my ministry is having empathy and compassion for people who are homeless, people who are sick and downtrodden. You know, I, I, I kind of feel for them, and I'm, I'm motivated to help them because Proverbs tells you whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. But I knew, I felt that before I knew it. And that I see in my children as well, because I spent many years volunteering, feeding the homeless, uh, going to uh, hospitals at Christmas time for children who were hospitalized and bringing them gifts and things. I even had Randy coming along with me, because, and he still, to this day, is ever so helpful to, to, to people to the point uh, where I have to tell him now, there's nothing wrong with giving, nothing wrong with helping. However, you have to you have to talk to God about some of these things because some of the people are kind of predatory, and if they know you have that spirit, then they'll latch on to you. So you have to give them a good word along with your with helping them. So you can you can feed him all day and all night, but teach him how to feed himself. Teach him how to fish. Even uh, Jesus said that. Teach him how to fish. And uh, let's see, what else? It's so much here. And I usually have notes all over the page. (laughs) And all the Bible verses, yeah, those were excellent. Those were excellent. And I I really love the point where uh, Mother Tony said she went to California. She had an interview but not a job, and she laid on the floor and cried. But then you said, believing God, believing that God would provide for all of your needs is the key. And you heard that from uh, Mother Orene. I think she had a, 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 whenever she prayed, God had, it's like having a hotline, a phone. And they, he knew he knew it was her, so he picked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was actually very good. I'm trying to see what else I got. Oh, and uh, John 15, 16. Now that verse, when you talk about, you did not choose me, but I chose you. That goes for this entire ministry. Smile three e. Amen. And he he appointed y'all 
so that you mm-hmm. might go out and bear fruit. And that is what you're doing. And I have to commend you for that. Once again, this is this is really excellent. And one more thing, though, ministries, too. I remember being in Canada. And Erica went in to get some food. And I, I was outside because they had cute, these cute little chairs and tables out there. So these two seven-day, what are they, Latter-day Mormons, seven-day Adventists, Latter-day Saints, they came up with their Bibles in the hands, and they wanted to start up a conversation with me because I, I don't know whether I looked idle or whether I looked like I needed uh, uh, to hear from the Lord or, I, you know, I don't know. But we started talking. And when I started talking, and trust me, I'm I'm still studying the Bible, but what I knew didn't sound like nothing they were talking about. So I started telling them my understanding, and they got quiet and let me finish. They wanted to, they wanted me to come and talk some more, but no, no, we 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 don't read from the same book. So uh, I told them it, it was nice talking to you, but no, thank you. Yes. So I'm going to turn it back over to you guys. Once again, this was great. This was absolutely great. Amen. Thank you so much, Kamita. Is there anyone else on Blog Talk who would like to speak at this time? Hello, this is Cecilia. I just wanted to say um, a few things that uh, I know that our legacy is is healing. Because when Mama was in uh, a coma and they said she wouldn't make it, she came out of it. When they said mm. that I was in a coma, when I was in a coma, and they said I wouldn't come out, I made it. When they said I would never walk again, I made it. And when um, Minister Sylvia's foot was uh, severed, it was placed back on. I mean, it's just the healing virtue that God has given us in our family and the blessing. There's so many. But the blessings of numbers, how we're gifted with numbers and how my son is so gifted with numbers and math and with his master's degree and um, and just how uh, even when I came home, my parents would say, check my numbers, check my numbers. And I always check their bank books and things of that sort. So it's so much. But I'm going to stop right there. Amen. Yes. I, I'm with um, uh, Pastor Like I remember when they had pronounced our mom dead, and the, um, we looked up, and our cousin Matilda and uh, Linda Handy and Apostle Sandra Thomas and Ruthie uh, Kendrick and uh, Molly and Archie and uh, all these powerful Eula, all these powerful women of God came into the room and surrounded the bed, and nobody was loud, nobody said a word. They just joined hands and began to just moan and they began to just pray. And uh, one of them held her head up and said, it's done. And um, the, the, the doctor was standing there. He was an atheist. He said, what is all that? He said, because the woman is dead. Her body is cold. And when my mother, they saw her foot move, they said, let's go home. I said, oh, did you all want them? They said, no, we just came to do what God told us to do, and we're getting back on the highway. And my mother lived mm. another, I think, maybe 10 years after that. I, I, I'm not so sure how long, but she lived, and I said, my God, my God. When I saw then the power of God, I began to weep because I said, God, if nobody knew, I needed to see that. If nobody knew, I can say I saw God bring life back into a, 
Wait, a person that the doctor was going to sign off on the paperwork, and when he looked, he said, my God, it has to be a God, because I know that woman, was there was no life there. I thank God for that. I thank God for even apostle like telling her testimony. She didn't tell it, but I'm going to tell it. A car landed on the back of the car that she was in, and her head was busted up, and they said she wouldn't live. But I thank God for a possibly black. Not only did she live, we call we, she's a she has a doctorate degree. I thank God. Don't tell me what the power of prayer won't do. I have wrote down a note. Nowadays we 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 hearing about all these drive-bys, and our days we had prayer by. When they came by and prayed, they were they can pray and wave their hand and they can clear a corner. You know, people don't believe in that. People don't think about that. That's part of our legacy that we know that I can walk down the street and say, God, I, I command Satan's hand to stay. We can walk down the street and say, God, I, I know you're going to cover me. If, if, you, if you just know your legacy, you know what, what you come from, believe in the word. Believe in God. Believe in what you were taught. If you don't yeah. know what you was taught, a uh, uh, sister uh, Kamita just said she had to tell her son, "Hold on, baby. They see something. They trying to hold on to you. People will hold on and try to grab a hold to your anointing, but there's tears gathered in heaven from your great grandmother. From ah, yeah, I don't know this anointing that's on the seabury life. I tell people all the time, Brian, I wear my t-shirts, and when I wear my t-shirts, and people see seabury, they say." I know Seabury. You a Seabury? It's something about that name. It's something about that legacy. It's something about that bloodline right there. It's something about it that people try to hold on to because they know it's not just a, a happenstance. I remember talking to one of my aunties, my father's sister, when they told us about our grandmother, Molly Seabury, who was a midwife in Mississippi. How majority of the children down there she delivered them. Do you know the kind right. of legacy you are? When people can mm. say, your, your grandmother brought me into this world. Your grandmother mm. delivered all my children. I mean, it's... Mm. Baby, when you got a legacy, I'm going to read it again. Let me turn to it. Proverbs 22. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving mm. favor rather than silver and gold. When you got a good name, your name is your legacy. What do people say when they look at you and think about you? What is your legacy? And I thank God our legacy is tied up with the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask one more time. Is there anybody on Blog Talk that have any comments that they want to say on tonight? Okay, well, I'm going to give you all our foundational scripture as well as our program, and I'm going to ask our, uh, the Montgomery's to pray for us and pray for uh, Floyd Jr. and the rest of the family after that. Okay, let me give you our closing remarks. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Every Monday night of every month, we have this program. It's called Let's Talk Through Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. It's World Wide Web. Certain ministers minister by Facebook. Those some, some don't. But I decided when I prayed and I heard God say, 
do what I told you to do. If they just do an audio, you do you do Facebook so that they can hear. Even if they can't see, they can hear the word. There's no excuse for the word not being put out there. That's every Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. This Monday coming up, I believe it's the fifth Monday. Um, I'm not for sure. Let me look at my calendar. Uh, no, it's the first Monday. It's the first Monday of May. That's going to be Dr. Serena Rice. She will be bringing forth the word on the first Monday of May, which will be May 2nd, 2022. So please tune in Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Most likely she will be on Facebook Live as well as I will be doing Facebook Live at the same time. On Friday night, we will have this uh, Friday will be my chance to minister for Smile3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, as well as on Blog Talk, but on Facebook also. That's at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you come back Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will get to hear our very own Apostle Black, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, along with Minister Sheila Kaiser, Minister Brandis Kaiser, and Minister Margot McCord. They will be bringing forth the word and prayer on Sunday morning. I want you to notice we love you with the love of the Lord. It's nothing you can do about it. And don't forget tonight's lesson is legacy. What stone, memorial stone, did you bring over for your family to take on? Because we pray for generations down to the hundredth generation to be saved and follow the word of God. We're going to turn it back over into the Montgomery so that they can pray us out on tonight. Amen. Amen. So, dear Heavenly Father, we come and we lay ourselves on the altar. We ask God that you forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that our prayers will be heard. We ask God that you bless this ministry, those that head it up. Lord, that you would pour into their lives, Lord, what they stand in need of. You know what it is, Daddy. And so we just thank you right now for fulfilling that every need according to your riches and glory. We also ask God that you bless Floyd uh, Jr., Lord, as he uh, has the opportunity to uh, minister to his father's family as they celebrate Floyd Sr.'s home going. We ask God that you prepare his heart, give him, Lord God, comfort and peace as he has to, Lord, take care of his father. Two years, a little less than having to have to uh, minister and take care of his mom. We just ask that you uh, lift up his head, Lord, and give him to know that you are with him and that he is not by himself. We ask God that you bless everyone that heard this message on the night and those that would hear it in the future, that you would, Lord, bless that they will understand that you have provided for us a legacy of love, of care, of empathy, of of, of healing and, and uh, worship and of grace and glory. We know, God, that you have done all of this through your son, Christ Jesus, that has given us a hope in the future. And so we just thank you for what you're going to continue to do through this ministry and through uh, Ron and myself. We thank you and we bless your name for you are worthy to be praised. We ask these things without doubt in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen and amen. 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 Amen.
Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.